Okay, let's get started. I want to welcome all of you here this evening. This is the uh, first of many Wednesday nights together. And for our first class, we like to have a uh, time together with parents and students, go over the schedule, kind of go over the uh, ground rules, what our expectations are, all those kind of things with regard to our midweek and confirmation instruction. I want to begin with uh, a word from the Lord. Matthew 10, verses 32 and 33. Matthew 10, verses 32 through 33. Jesus says, So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. One of the major goals that we have with our midweek and confirmation instruction is to prepare our young men and women so that they can make that public confession, that public acknowledgement that, yes, I do believe that the Bible is the Word of God. Yes, I do believe that God is the Holy Trinity, one God in three persons, three persons in one God. Yes, I do believe that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. Yes, I believe that God is really present in the waters of holy baptism and really present in the bread and wine, which is his body and blood in the Lord's Supper. Our confirmation instruction is really two parts. The first part is our Bible instruction, and our second part is our catechism instruction. So we have two years of Bible, one year on the Old Testament, one year on the New Testament, and two years on the catechism, catechism one and catechism two. So that's our general structure of uh, what we are and what we hope to accomplish. When our young boys and girls were baptized, they could not make that public confession, that public acknowledgement of faith. And so moms and dads and sponsors and the whole congregation on their behalf said, we will bring them up in the fear and nurture and admonition of the Lord. We'll teach them the Ten Commandments, the Creed, and the Lord's Prayer. We'll bring them to the services of God's house, and we'll instruct them so that they can rightly receive the Lord's Supper. And so our midweek and confirmation classes are not to replace mom and dad, but to supplement mom and dad in that process. So first thing I wanna do is work through this uh, agenda, and then we've got a few other handouts I wanna make sure we're all aware of. Uh, we begin class at 5.30, and we need to get started as close to 5.30 as possible. Like I said, we are on kind of a tight timeline on Wednesdays. Uh, Pastor Moline and I and Vicar, Vicar's a little under the weather tonight. Uh, if you haven't met him, once you meet him, you won't be able to forget him. Uh, six five, about three twenty, and a ginormous red beard. So uh, he looks like a throwback from an old Viking movie. But um, uh, he's a great guy, Vicar Goodroad. Vicar Goodroad. 
So uh, we will be here by five o'clock to hear memory work. And so from five to 5.30, that's when the kids can come in and say their memory work to us before class. The uh, memory work, we'll talk about that in, uh, in just a moment. What, uh, in, fact, uh, in fact, we're all gonna do some memory work tonight. How does that sound? Yeah, it'll be easy, it'll be easy, yes. Um, and then around 6.20 or 6.25, it really depends on if one of us is preaching or not. We usually need an extra five minutes or so to get our game face on. But about 6.20 or 6.25, we'll give the kids time to uh, use the restroom and get a drink of water and some of those kind of things. And then we'll move to the sanctuary for our worship. And class is over when church is over. Um, we, um, we understand that there are sometimes, especially toward the end of the year, when there are school activities or sporting events or things that are unfortunately scheduled on Wednesday night. Um, if uh, we have a teacher or two that is um, piling on the uh, homework or has a lot of uh, Thursday tests, uh, we're happy to give a phone call and and kind of kind of share our our concern that we, we really need uh, Wednesday nights as much as possible to be church and family night. And we, uh, the, the ideal is for students, kids, and parents, uh, families, to be in church together. Uh, the plan for right now, we'll see how things uh, materialize uh, health-wise in the community, but the uh, plan for right now is we will have uh, Advent and Lenten meals. And so those three Wednesdays in Advent and six Wednesdays in Lent, there'll be a, a meal that'll be provided here. And so you can uh, certainly take advantage of that. Um, otherwise, I know for, for some of the kids, it's kind of tight, especially the older ones, if there's uh, some kind of after-school activity or sports practice, if, uh, if at all possible, uh, to have the kids eat before they get here. It's, uh, it's kind of tough when kids bring food and eat in front of all the other kids and uh, hold back on uh, all the high sugar kind of things too. That would be like really, uh, really helpful for all of us. But um, if, uh, if we can work together that way, and if there are some uh, special needs or special concerns that way, just let us know and we're happy to work with you. Uh, since the pandemic began, uh, all of our worship services, every Sunday service and every Wednesday service is a communion service. Not everybody is back to coming to church on a regular basis. And for those that are on a little more sporadic schedule, we wanna make sure that the Lord's Supper is offered when they come. So uh, that'll, be, that'll be our uh, schedule for the foreseeable future. There, there are a few exceptions to that. The uh, Christmas program, uh, that will not be a communion service. Um, uh, Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday in Holy Week, a few of those, but by and large, uh, all of our regular Sunday and Wednesday services are 
communion services. We have had very, very little issue or problem with behavior. And uh, if we do have some issues, well, if Pastor Moline has issues, he usually sends them to Pastor Poppy's class to um, sit in the corner or whatever. Uh, but if there, if there are any behavior issues, we'll deal with that. And uh, we just need some help with mom and dad. It's been, been a very minor thing, wouldn't you say, Pastor? Yeah. Kids have been great, very, very well behaved, and we're, uh, we're happy for that. Um, safety precautions, uh, you know, we're at kind of an odd uh, limbo kind of a time. We, uh, last year at this time, we were, we were under uh, strict masking and social distancing kind of things, then that eased off during, uh, during the year, and then we started our regular worship service schedule again. Um, our, our policy is if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. And uh, if you want your kids to be um, a little more socially distanced from some of the other kids, I, uh, I worked really, really hard in my classroom last year, and we had the kids sitting six to eight feet apart, and uh, everybody in the classroom was really, really good. And then as soon as class was over, everybody was talking and joking around and hanging out together in the hallway, and uh, um, I kind of wondered why I was working so hard to do that. But um, we... Uh, we, if you're sick, stay home. If your child is sick, keep them home. And uh, if uh, you want to wear a mask, feel free to do so. No, uh, no problem there. Uh, they're, they're not going to be required, and uh, we'll be a little bit more lax on the uh, social distancing, especially for the kids that are already together with each other in school. So um, class format, I talked a little bit about uh, what are we this year, Pastor, Old Testament or New Testament? New Testament. New Testament. So in Pastor Moline's class, it'll be New Testament. And you have workbooks. Uh, so if uh, you'll be in uh, either Bible 1 or Bible 2 with Pastor Moline, there's a workbook. And uh, if there, I mean, the workbook is such that uh, if somebody's sick or misses a few weeks, there, there's a lot of work that can be done at home. And uh, so that's, that's really the, the good thing about that. So, um, and in, in uh, my class, it's, uh, our textbook is the Bible and the Catechism. We'll occasionally use the hymnal, but uh, it's the Bible and the Catechism, and that's what we'll be um, working through. We'll start at 5.30. If we need to take a break, we usually don't, but if we need to take a break, we can. And uh, then about 6.20 or 6.25, uh, we'll move to the sanctuary. Materials, um, all the materials are provided with the exception we would like each uh, student to have their own catechism. And this is the uh, current CPH most... Uh, most recent edition of the catechism. And this much of the catechism is actually Luther's small catechism. The rest of it are the synodical questions and answers. So 
when we do our memory work, this is where we are primarily concerned about. Um, I think you can get those uh, from the church office if you need one. And uh, if you order one on your own, we want the one that is ESV. Yeah, e ESV. We, um, um, for any new students, we're, uh, we're happy to, uh, to give you a Bible tonight. And I don't know, I've talked to the elders. I saw them, I saw them sitting out in the workroom. So if, anybody, if anybody's a new student and uh, would like a Bible, we have one for you. But uh, English Standard Version, that's what uh, all of the readings on Sunday morning are from. The, uh, they did a little uh, bait and switch with us with the catechism. The first one, the first edition that came out did not have the ESV, but now it does. And so we'll, uh, we'll work with the kids. If at all possible, we'd like to have them do their memory work from the English Standard Version, because that's the one we use in church on Sunday and Wednesday nights. But um, we're, we're flexible with regard to that as well. Um, attendance policy, if, uh, if your child is in uh, school on Wednesday, we would expect them to be in class on Wednesday night. If they're sick or out of town or not in school, uh, just let us know. That way we're not worried about them. Um, we uh, do, it's hard to believe with the weather we've been having, but uh, we do need to talk a little bit about snow. And so our standard policy for years has been, if Lincoln Public School calls off school for the day or because of weather calls off school early for the day there is no confirmation or midweek class that night if um, if Lincoln Public School has school we'll have class if um, you are out of town or on the other end of town and you don't think it's safe to come great just give us a call Again, so we're not, uh, we're not worried or looking for someone. Uh, Sunday worship and Sunday school attendance. Well, um, Third Commandment says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. So God's uh, requirement is just go to church. Just go to church. And uh, when we're in church, everything else seems to flow that much better. Um, we, we realize that we're living in strange times uh, still, and uh, there may be times, uh, you know, for whatever reason, especially if somebody's sick, that you can't come to church. Well, we have our radio station, we have uh, the uh, YouTube services that are being broadcast, and uh, you can certainly do a sermon outline from the radio or YouTube if uh, you're not able to be in church. That, uh, that's not to be a substitute for being in church in person, but it is certainly there as an aid or uh, a supplement. As far as Sunday school is concerned right now, we've been, um, we've been trying to gather some volunteers to go back or at least make, uh, uh, make an option for a more traditional Sunday school startup. We're not there yet. We haven't had enough people uh, come forward for that. And so, uh, our Bible study Sunday school on Sunday morning is family style. And so moms, dads, kids, we're all together. 
The uh, kids gather in the sanctuary at 9.30, at 9.30, and uh, uh, Vicar will be leading a um, devotion, um, a Bible story, maybe something from the Sunday service, teach something out of the catechism. That'll be the first 10 or 12 minutes. And uh, then uh, Pastor Moline's wife, Elizabeth, I saw her, there she is, okay. Uh, she is uh, leading our children's choir, so all the kids get to sing. And uh, about once a month or so, the kids get to sing in church. And then when it gets a little closer to December, uh, the um, choir will be spending a little more time with the kids, working on the uh, songs and other things for the Christmas program. When uh, the choir is done for the day, then the kids come and join mom and dad in Bible study. So we've got Bible study seating in here. We've got overflow seating in our uh, Sunday school rooms on this level. And uh, we've, been, we've been doing it now for 14, 15 months. And um, it's been great. And if you want to know what it looks like, if you haven't seen it, just go to YouTube. We uh, record all the Bible studies so you can see. And um, once again, um, kids have been very, very well behaved. Um, Acolyte Altar Guild. And I want to point you to that sheet right now. On one side, it says Good Shepherd Altar Guild Assistant. And on the other side, it says Good Shepherd Acolyte Checklist. We've been, um, we've been working for the last several years to uh, continually tweak and make adjustments to some of the things that we do with regard to uh, our youth, our midweek, our confirmation classes. Um, Really, for the last 20 years or so, we've had our um, midweek kids help Acolyte. Uh, we got lots of kids. The opportunity doesn't come around very often. Um, some kids really like to do it. Some kids don't like to do it. Um, some of our older kids, now that we've um, branched out our midweek instruction, uh, including third and fourth graders. Now some of our older kids don't want to acolyte because they see that as little kid job. Uh, so we've just had lots of uh, little growing pains with regard to that. And so we, we talked about this last year. We didn't get anything um, finalized or done. But a couple of months ago at our elders meeting, uh, we came up with a plan and uh, this sheet is the plan. The uh, acolytes will be the boys and the altar guild assistants will be the girls. Now ideally we would like this to be for the boys and the girls that are in my class so that it is something that you work for and uh, achieve and uh, that it's not just, um, you know, you're stuck doing it kind of a thing. We've been working uh, hard with the Alter Guild ladies and they're, uh, they're very excited 
about the opportunity to uh, show and teach and train the young ladies in our congregation what they do and how they do it. Now we don't expect the kids uh, that are helping with the altar guild and we don't have a schedule yet for that but we will soon. Um, um, our, the head of our altar guild is, uh, has been a little bit incapacitated with a broken arm. But um, we certainly don't expect the kids to show up at 7 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning and help set up for communion. That would probably be asking a little bit too much. So after the 8 o'clock service, when the uh, uh, elements that are on the altar are uh, taken down and um, cleaned up, put away, and then the new elements for the 1030 service are put out. That will be the primary time for our altar guild assistance. Also, there'll be an opportunity after the 1030 service, if, if that works into people's schedules, uh, if you come to 1030 and can stick around for a few extra minutes, um, to help clean up and put away the elements from the 1030 service. The acolytes um, will have a dress code and the acolytes will be sitting with the pastors during the service. And uh, we, are, we are trying not only with the, uh, the girls in the altar guild service and the boys with the acolyting to uh, teach the importance of uh, these assistant positions and also to teach the reverence of being at or near the altar. And so um, with regard to the uh, acolytes, um, the reminder down on the bottom. Reminder, when you acolyte, please wear dark dress pants so no shorts, no jupe, no blue jeans, and dress shoes. Now I know that there are some tennis shoes that look like dress shoes and that's perfectly acceptable as well. But um, when you're wearing a robe, the only thing that sticks out of your robe are your feet. And so you're just naturally drawn to that. And so um, that's, that's uh, what we're going to be what we're going to be encouraging and working working toward. Um, the pa the acolytes will sit up at the uh, up at the altar on the benches with the pastors and the vicar. Uh, can certainly sit with family, mom and dad, um, during the sermon like we do. But uh, um, we are also hoping then. Uh, and we've made contact with uh, some of our young men in the congregation who are already confirmed. We are uh, hoping that we will have uh, some of our young men that are already confirmed that will either be helping with the acolyte program or will be acolyting themselves. We'll be doing the same with our um, young ladies that have already been confirmed to uh, kind of help with um, uh, organizing and uh, the uh, helping with the uh, altar guild. So um, it's new, it's a change, and uh, we want it to be a positive, 
by breaking it apart like this, we have the opportunity for twice as many people to help. Um, and that's, that's really uh, one of our goals and uh, also to teach the importance of reverence and the importance of assisting at the altar. So you can, uh, you can go through the details on that and uh, who did we, who, which elder is, Mark, Mark Ranke here is the elder who will be scheduling the acolytes. And uh, have we determined yet how the uh, altar guild uh, will be scheduled? Okay, we're, we're waiting for, for Arlene uh, to get back to us on that, but um, that, that will be coming soon. Hopefully we'll have something by, uh, by next Wednesday. Okay. Um, memory work. You have a uh, sheet in front of you that lists the memory work Bible passages. Uh, very similar to our schedule, schedule last year. It's a little bit uh, different, but very similar. And uh, the idea is that we have about 40 of the most important Bible passages, and all of the Bible is God's Word, of course. But um, the primary Bible passages that we use in our teaching, and this makes up the bulk of our memory work. There's one or two Bible passages for memory work each week. And that's the memory work that the, uh, the kids will be saying to the pastors or to the vicar at between 5 and 5.30. If we have only one or two and can squeeze one in after class is over, that's fine too. But we would prefer it to be before class if at all possible. If... Um, when, when we do it this way, the uh, second year uh, your child is in class, these passages are familiar. We've already done these before. By the third year, oh, these are easy. And by the fourth year, piece of cake. And uh, that's uh, repetition is the mother of all learning. And uh, that's, what we're, that's what we're working for. If for some reason a student can't be in uh, class on that Wednesday night, memory work is still due. And so they can, uh, they can say two the next week or something like that to get caught up. Uh, last year in my classroom, I, don't, I can't speak for Pastor Moline, but last year in my classroom was the best year that I have ever had with memory work. Kids taking their memory work seriously, kids saying their memory work, kids, um, um, you know, not cramming it in uh, 90 seconds before they say it, but actually learning it and uh, memorizing. So I was very, very proud of the kids last year. Uh, we had seven really, really uh, strong confirmads last year too, and that was, uh, that was really, really great. Um, the catechism memory work is uh, done separately, and you have a uh, booklet. I don't know, do you pass these out too? Okay. The uh, catechism memory program, and uh, this, this is done separate, and this is, uh, this is for moms and dads to work with their kids at home. And we're, we're encouraging our kids to start, you know, um, as soon as they can, kindergarten, 
Uh, if you have an exceptional preschooler, uh, they can certainly learn the Lord's Prayer. We know that from having a preschool here for many years at Good Shepherd. But um, to work through the levels, and uh, if they want to say a level to Pastor Moline or me or to the vicar, that's great. If they want to say one of the levels to uh, one of our elders, that's certainly acceptable. And um, we, we want this to just be a natural part of who we are as Christians, something that uh, can stay with us um, forever. Uh, it was about five vicars ago that we started this catechism memory program. It was his idea, and uh, we thought it was so good, we decided to incorporate it here. I can only stray so far, sorry. Uh, and uh, there are 10 levels to the memory program, and we just want the kids to go as far as they can. They really need um, to be in my classroom Let's see where we are here. To be in my classroom, they really need to be at or above level four because um, that's where we start is with the Ten Commandments and their meanings. So that gives, that gives the uh, first two years, Bible one and Bible two, something to uh, work at. And if you're new and if you're just getting started, don't panic. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly work with you and uh, get the kids where they need to be. Uh, for the first time since we've done this, we had one of our students uh, finish and do all 10 levels, all 10 levels. And uh, that was uh, Ava, Ava Eric, and uh, very, 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 very proud of her, took it uh, very, very seriously. So um, that's, that's kind of on the side. We will remind and encourage uh, the students that they need to be working on their levels but uh, this, this is really where uh, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas can help out a lot with regard to the memory work. Um, essays. Um, in my class, Confirmation 1 and Confirmation 2, uh, Catechism 1, Catechism 2, the, uh, the kids will be working on an essay and Catechism 1 students will prepare an essay, and then that will be posted in the church. Catechism 2 students will prepare an essay and then orally deliver that. Now we have made a minor change with regard to the essays. Uh, now that every Wednesday evening service is a communion service, back in the olden days, when uh, every other service was a non-communion service, that's when we had the kids deliver their essays. And uh, last year we discovered that with the communion services and the essays, that those Wednesday services got a little longer than we wanted them to be. So our confirmation, our catechism two students will be delivering their essays orally during Sunday morning Bible study during Sunday morning Bible study. We'll just take the first uh, five to seven minutes of our Bible study, and uh, maybe we'll wait until the choir is done so all the young kids uh, can um, um, be proud of the, uh, the older kids as they deliver their essay. So that's a, that's a change, but that's a, a very minor change. And just in talking to a couple of our students, um, 
they're really happy about that change too. So don't think, don't think we're gonna get any uh, blowback on that one. Uh, sermon outlines, uh, we, have, we have a basic, did we hand any of those out? I don't think we did. They're at the um, information booth. But we'll take, we'll take some time next Wednesday night uh, in our class time and we'll go through the sermon outlines and what we expect. And uh, we certainly expect more from our uh, Catechism 1 and 2 students with regard to sermon outlines than we do with our younger kids. What, uh, what are your uh, requirements, Pastor, for sermon outlines? 15 the first year, 20 the second. 15 the first year, 20 the second year, and uh, for me it's 20 the first year and 25 the second year. I also let the uh, uh, Catechism 1 students work ahead, and so if they want to do, I'll give them up to five that they can carry over for the year, and uh, some, of those, some of those kind of incentives and things as well. And uh, again, uh, being in church on Wednesday nights is a part of class, and hopefully uh, making Sunday morning worship a priority um, uh, shouldn't be a problem. Last year, again, uh, in the almost 25 years that I've been here, last year was, was by far the best year that we had with regard to people doing sermon outlines, doing the sermon outlines well, being ahead of the game and ahead of the schedule, uh, half of my class was uh, done with their sermon outlines before Palm Sunday. And uh, that's, that's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. Uh, Christmas program will be Wednesday, December 15. Now I know uh, we started this several years ago, taking our last Wednesday Advent service and having that be our Christmas program. And for the last, I think, two years, the uh, Christmas program has uh, been primarily, uh, rather than the kids uh, reading apart from a piece of paper or um, um, you know, having lots of Saturday practices and some kind of a program or pageant, we, uh, we treated it more like a, uh, more like a worship service but uh, the, the kids' part of the service was mainly singing and uh, different parts of the liturgy or um, Christmas carols, Christmas hymns. Uh, maybe this year we can uh, sneak in a little German and Latin. Um, we'll, uh, we'll, see, we'll see where we go with that. But uh, last, year, uh, last year was awesome. It really was. And I believe that service is still up on YouTube uh, it, was, it was six weeks ago anyway. So you can check that out and uh, kind of see what we're, what we're hoping for. Uh, if your family's gonna be here that night, uh, not on vacation or something like that, um, we, we just really want the kids all to participate. Um, extra classes, confirmation retreat, higher things, youth group. Occasionally we will get a year where we have lots and lots of snow and bad weather, and we just can't get all the work done, so we have to schedule some extra classes. Uh, we haven't had to do this for the entire group for seven or eight years. Uh, two years ago, uh, 
things ended rather abruptly. That probably would have been a year we could have used a few extra classes. We just didn't have the opportunity. And uh, maybe four or five years ago, I had to have a couple of extra classes just to get the kids uh, ready for the last questioning. We just had a lot of freak late snow. But uh, we'll, we'll work together. Uh, this is not a common thing that we need to do that. Um, if, if there's anybody that's interested or wants to help plan a uh, confirmation retreat, we have lots of like retreat places, um, state parks, those kind of things. We're not all that far from Camp Luther. It uh, doesn't have to be an overnight thing. It could be a day thing. We're, we're certainly open to uh, those kind of things. We, just, we would just need some parental help in uh, organizing that and uh, help, helping see it through. We, uh, we did not have any of our youth go to a higher things this year, but we've had uh, some of our youth attend higher things um, pretty much uh, every year for the previous 12 years, 13 years, ever since uh, the higher things became available. It is, a, uh, it is a great, great experience, and uh, the kids need to be confirmed to, uh, to attend a Higher Things Conference. So the kids that are in Confirmation uh, Catechism 2, if they successfully complete the year and are confirmed, they'll be eligible for Higher Things next summer. They just uh, announced the uh, locations, and uh, we're going to be working really hard to, uh, to have a group be nice to have a nice size group attend the uh, Higher Things Conference next, uh, next summer. So we'll be working on that. And as a uh, kind of as a prelude to the Higher Things, uh, several pastors in the Nebraska district have put together kind of a mini Higher Things type uh, gathering for um, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders who aren't confirmed at Camp Comica. It's out by Cozad, Camp Comica. And we've had lots of kids over the years that have gone to Camp Comica. It's uh, three days and two nights, and uh, lots of fun. The feedback from that has been great. And so uh, I don't think I have the dates for Comica yet this year, but it is usually, usually, the uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of Memorial Week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of Memorial Day week. Okay, uh, questioning and confirmation. Let's go to our schedule now. And uh, I'll uh, try to work our way through that quickly. Class schedule, midweek and confirmation. Um, Tonight, you see September 8, student-parent meeting. Uh, if there's anything significant in addition to class, I've got it listed there. Uh, so if you'll just uh, work your way down there, pretty much if Lincoln Public School is in school, we're having class. The, uh, for my kids, the uh, essay topic is due the 10th of November, and we'll work on that. What I generally do is for Catechism 1, their topic is from the Catechism, and for Catechism 2, it's a Bible verse, and then that Bible verse becomes their confirmation verse. 
Uh, there will be no class on November 24th. That's Thanksgiving Eve. You see the uh, three uh, Advent in December, Advent worship, Advent worship, Christmas program. We will have class that night that we have the Christmas program. So there's no class on December 22nd and December 29. Uh, school starts right back up again early in January. So our classes will resume on the 5th of January. Uh, and then the uh, final essays will be due on the 12th of January. Easter is late this year. Last year it was really early. This year it's about as late as it can be, maybe one week later. But uh, so Ash Wednesday does not start until March 2nd. You'll notice there's no class on March 16th. That's the uh, week that Lincoln Public Schools has for spring break. Um, and then our last class is May 4th. The, uh, I, oh, I see, our Higher Things Confirmation Retreat, dates to be determined. They haven't set those yet. So some important dates down on the bottom. We, uh, several years ago, we split our questioning instead of one giant questioning at the end of the year. We have uh, questioning now that uh, is broken into four parts. A uh, lot easier to swallow. Each part takes about 10 to 12 minutes to work through. And so you'll see the four dates for uh, questioning. The first one comes up on Wednesday, October 20. So um, Catechism 2 students, we need to be ready to go. Uh, Wednesday, December 8, Wednesday, February 16, Wednesday, April 13. Confirmation, several years ago we moved confirmation uh, as a part of the Easter vigil service. That's the Easter Saturday, Saturday before Easter. And uh, it's been an awesome, awesome move. And so that date will be Saturday, April 16 at 6 p.m. That's, uh, that's our schedule there, so you'll know when, when to set aside dates or let family know, that kind of stuff, with regard to questioning and confirmation. Uh, we haven't had a lot of activity the last few years with regard to a junior high type youth group. Um, we have tried in the past to have all the kids come together and uh, the parents of the younger kids are nervous with the younger kids being with the older kids, and the older kids don't want to be with the little kids. And so if we're going to do something, we really need to uh, kind of be thinking in two, two separate uh, age areas or age groups in that respect. But again, we're very, very open. Uh, we, just need some, we just need some help and uh, some volunteerism in, uh, in that way. Pastor Moline and I are uh, always available for a home visit. We are, I mean, if you don't want us to come to your house, you can come here too, but we are, we're happy to come by the house anytime to talk about anything, whether it's any of the specifics with confirmation or anything going on at church or whatever. And um, uh, we've got nine elders 
we got one that's laid up right now, just had surgery. But uh, we've got nine elders, and uh, if uh, you'd like a visit from an elder or a pastor and an elder or anything like that, we're happy to do that. Um, in fact, we love to do that. Let me just go through real quickly the rest of the sheets. You have the agenda. You have the um, uh, memory worksheet. You have the uh, class calendar. You have the altar guild and acolyte, one on each side. And then uh, you have another sheet there. And I decided not to spend any time going through that this year. But it was uh, five years ago already. Doesn't hardly seem uh, right. But it was five years ago we made some uh, systemic changes to midweek and confirmation. We did away with uh, grade designations and decided to have it be more on a merit thing and kids could start when uh, parents and pastors decided the kids were ready. And so we've had lots of third and fourth graders start. We've had lots of kids who are younger than eighth grade uh, be confirmed and uh, it's been really, really good. The uh, Memory work program is laid out there as well. And then um, from the uh, Peter Bender catechism materials, some of which we use here, uh, just some ways to think about catechism and confirmation class. So we're about ready for church, but I did say we were gonna do some memory work. So, we're starting a week, because of the odd nature of Labor Day, we're starting a week later this year than we did last year. And uh, so, in a sense, everybody gets a free memory work for tonight, although this Bible passage is way too important to, uh, to not think about and talk about. Acts 4, verse 12. Repeat after me. There is salvation in no one else. For there, is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. There is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Let's see if we can do the whole thing. Usually it takes four or five times. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Let's try it. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 4.12. Acts 4.12. You know, I had a parent several years ago that said, um, my child can't do memory work. Just can't do it. Uh, and I said, everybody can do memory work. No, my child can't do it. And um, I said, okay, we'll, we'll figure something out. So the first Wednesday night class, I went up to the uh, young person, I don't want to give it away, boy or girl, 
went up to the young person and I said, now your mom and dad said that, you know, you, you just, you can't do memory work. You're just, you can't handle it. You can't do it. So I want you to do me a favor. If you could just read the Bible passage one time in the morning and one time in the afternoon or evening, every day, you don't have to memorize it. Just read it once in the morning and once in the afternoon every day. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. Guess what they could do the next Wednesday night? Their memory work. Sometimes we underestimate our kids. Sometimes we sell them short. Um, we, we have high expectations for the kids. No, no apologies there. Uh, and if there's some learning uh, issue or disability or handicap, we're, we're more than happy to work with them. But we are studying the most important stuff in the history of the world because the things we are studying are eternal. They are eternal. And so it's my hope and my prayer that uh, we can work together, pastors, parents, students, and have a great year, and have a great year. Um, we're a little tight on church time. I've got to go get robed up. Pastor Moline will be here for two minutes for questions. Otherwise, we'll be here after church, too, uh, if anybody has any questions or give us a call. Let's close with the benediction. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you all. Amen. Amen. More materials up here. If you need a Bible or workbook, we'll make sure we get them to you. Thank you.